That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are Anchor Moms. And hello to all of you avid listeners to Anchor Moms. Thank you so much for joining us for another week of fantastic articles that will change your life. <laughs> Ooh. You are really selling it here today. It's just truth. That's all it is. Truth. Truth. Um, so I, we're going to sort of start out with something we don't normally start out with. And that's, um, it's kind of an article in a, in a way, um, it's a commercial kind of an ad in a way. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, Nike just put out this ad and, um, it shows why motherhood is one of the physically hardest jobs. Um, and it's basically a bunch of pregnant women and maybe postpartum, um, mm-hmm. women yeah. as well, like working out and getting it done. And it made every producer, Jamie actually sent it to us. And I think every single one of us cried at our desks this week when we watched it. <laughs> I was actually sure cried. Um, so it's called the toughest athletes and it's basically promoting their new maternity line, which is awesome. Um, I have to tell you guys though. So I have a friend who works at Nike pretty high up, right? And Nike, I'm afraid of what you're going to say. I saw her, I saw her and I said, you know, Nike should really make a maternity line. Oh, are you taking credit for this? I think this is basically my idea. Really? It's finally come to fruition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mentioned it to her and I do think it's a good idea. Um, you know, think about it. There's so, when you're, when you're wanting to work out and stay active, it's hard to find maternity clothes that fit well. Right. Um, I, I did, so I, so yes, basically I think this is my idea really. Um, but I'm glad that it came to light. I'm glad that they finally acted upon my genius, um, thought process here and made this happen. Um, another friend of mine has worn some, bought some of these clothes and worn them and says they're super comfortable. Really uh-huh. great. They have a nursing sports bra, which is awesome. Huge. Um, and all Nike clothes are just great. Anyway, I feel like I love their clothes. So, um, yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's a really great idea. And I love that they like kind of hit a home run in my mind with this ad because it just, the whole essence of it is like, look, we are moms. We birth children. We raise children. Yeah. We're the best, biggest, strongest people in the world. Duh. Right. Like the whole gist of it is like, if you have been pregnant for nine months and gone through labor and now you have like a baby, you are an athlete. Like if you are still alive after that process, like you are a female athlete basically. I'm like, yes, thank you. Yeah, it is so true. And the clothes are cute. I logged on to look, I will say they are a little pricey, just a heads up. These are not like clothes off Amazon. Forty bucks, sixty bucks, depending on what you're what you're looking at. Which you know is is your average Mm -hmm. price for workout clothes. Um, you know, for maternity clothes, I don't know, probably, probably in in that price range. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. And they, they look, here's what I like about them because you know, one of my big gripes with maternity clothes is like, what is this crap? They're like floral and weird 
and clothes mm-hmm. that like when you're not pregnant, you would never wear. So why would you wear these when you are pregnant? Um, these look cool. Other than they leave room for your belly, they look like regular old workout clothes, which I appreciate. Well, I wish I had known this like a few weeks ago because I just purchased workout clothes actually from, believe it or not, Old Navy. They have oh, oh, mm-hmm. workout maternity tights that are really cute and really cheap too. So I just got some of those. Not yeah. that I'm really working out much. <laughs> Makes me feel like I am you when know. I put on spandex. Yeah. Just like Nike says, if you're doing all of that, you are an athlete, Ingrid said. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> if you're at home listening to this, you should log on and see this ad because um, it's a tearjerker and definitely worth seeing, especially if you're a mom or soon-to-be mom. From the news desk. Let's go ahead and uh, get started on our first article. This one is from The Atlantic, and the title is, There is a better way to parent, less yelling, less praise. So this is an article from McKaylin Duclef. She met with parents from around the world. She encountered millennial old methods of raising good kids that made American parenting seem bizarre and ineffective. And she wrote a book. And there's just some excerpts from the book here in this article. Um, But basically, she took her daughter and they traveled around, I think, Mexico, um, uh, a Canadian territory. Yeah, uh, Tanzania. And, like, basically interacted with parents and their kids. And it was interesting. What she found is that Americans are doing it completely different than a lot of these other places. And she sort of wonders if Americans kind of have it wrong. Um, I thought I, I just highlighted a couple of key points. Um, she mentions that in other cultures, parents don't praise their kids as much as Americans do. And it seems to work out a little bit better. She also mentions that parents are calmer, which this one I was kind of like, duh, um, that parents in other cultures are calmer during tantrums when their kids have tantrums and it seems to work better in slowing down or stopping tantrums. And then this is another one. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast. She points out that, you know, basically it takes a village to raise a kid and Americans don't generally have that village, especially as people move away from their families and just talks about how in one of these, um, communities that she was in, it was like, you couldn't even tell who was, whose parents were who, because everybody is sort of raising these children. And it just makes obvious, you know, parenting much more palatable, a lot easier. Um, And how, you know, in our Western culture, we're so tied to individuality and independence that we don't really have that, which we've talked a lot about here um, on Anchor Moms. What did you guys think? I took a lot away from this article. Um, My number one thing is something that I think we've all kind of realized, we've been forced to realize during this pandemic over the last year, is um, you don't have to do kid things all the time for your kids. Like, especially, you know, it's Saturday, you have no plans. You're thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with the kids all day? Like, is the museum open? Well, during the pandemic, obviously all those things we used to do, we can't really do or couldn't do. So we were forced to kind of be in our house and do our normal things with our kids. And we've also talked about this on the podcast before. The kids end up figuring out what to do, right? They come up with games they can play by themselves. You don't have to constantly entertain your kids. And this is something, as obviously, as our kids get older, it gets a lot easier for them to be able to do that. And if you have multiple kids or neighbors that you know they can play together, that makes it easier too. But it made me feel good 
and made, gave, gave me kind of a pass. I'm like, oh, wait, I don't have to go to the Children's Museum every Saturday <laughs> or the Nature Center or the park or all of these things. You know, that guilt factor. You're like, oh, these poor kids. We've been just doing the laundry all day. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's okay is what she's saying. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love, um, you know, one, a couple of things that stuck out to me were one of them was when the kid's energy goes up, your energy should go down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. I, you know, all of, I, I, I maybe not, shouldn't speak for you guys, but for me, when one of my kids starts throwing a tantrum, I'm like, <gasps> like right, I friend. just get so anxious about it. And I'm like trying to quickly figure out how I'm going to react. And I just get so stressed. Um, and what an interesting thought that like, as soon as they're going through that, you should be doing the opposite. You should be that calming, that, that quiet, you know, and, and they used an example of when a a kid like scratched a woman and like drew blood on her face. And she just calmly said, we don't do that. Um, but I, yeah, but I would like to point out that that's like a skill because when someone scratches your face in a heated <laughs> moment, it's like pretty, I mean, it's easy to talk about calmly right now while we're podcasting amongst friends, but when like your kid does that, like you're pretty pissed off. Like it's not easy just to be like, oh, River, I, I like, I politely do not think that is the right thing to do. It's hard not to be like, to yell. Oh. Oh, you for know? sure. I, so I, I yell, just, but I think it's like, uh, yeah, no, I think it's something that like takes work. Like I'm, you need to work on that, especially I'm in, we're in like the depths of tantrums right now. River will be three in mm-hmm. June. I would tell you like every other day we have like a 20 minute meltdown mm-hmm. over something and we're mm-hmm. working very hard at staying calm or to be totally honest, we've talked about this as well just not reacting at all. Yeah. We have not had a lot of success just yet, but I'm hopeful that we will get there. Well, the thing that I think is interesting is, I think you're right, Katie, but I think that what's interesting is like in these cultures, it just feels like that's the way to do it, right? Like somehow it's more natural for them to do it that way. And that just like (laughs) is, is the thing. Like, I I do feel like, and and this article kind of points to it, this, this guy is interviewing this woman and, and asking her about her time in these three different places with her toddler. And, um, it's fascinating to hear that like these cultures just do it so differently than we do it. Right. And so I I think it is kind of that mindful. For me, I would have to like change my mindset and how I parent to do all of these things. But for them, it feels like that's just like what they do normally. And somehow they raise perfect, it sounds like children. I I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, It's just kind of a different, like just a different mentality, I guess. So one of the other parts of this article, I find myself, I don't really have, as you guys know, parental units who like come and visit and help me take care of my kids. People, I don't have any family here in Western North Carolina. Um, And we don't have a lot of family that come to visit us, of course, made worse by, you know, the most recent global pandemic. Um, And sometimes I feel, I don't know, every once in a while I get jealous of you guys, um, of my other friends who have like these big family units who will like travel to come take care of your kids or help you out or do whatever. But I thought this, this article talks about how, you know, one of the things here that perhaps Americans don't appreciate enough is like all of those other support people, like nannies, daycare providers, teachers, those are all people who are like part of your village. And I had to take a step back. As you guys know, I have river has a nanny who is like a second mom to me. And it made me think, I should stop feeling so f- sorry for myself because I, and I should appreciate what I do have, 
you know, like I should look to those other people who maybe aren't my family members, but who are still part of my village, you know, like I have a village. It's just not the village that, you know, you would normally expect kind of thing. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I feel kind of the same way. And it was, it was kind of reassuring too. Like sometimes I feel guilty about taking my kids to daycare and preschool, but this kind of made it feel like, no, no, like these are just people helping to raise your children. Like this is okay. Like, yeah, I don't have my parents here. So these people are kind of stepping into that role and that's okay. And they're, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to have this village raising these children. It's not just supposed to be you. So yeah, I felt the same way. I felt a little bit like, oh, okay. It's okay. Like we've, we, we've got other people here helping out, you know? Right. Right. Um, Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was, had some very, the other thing I really thought was interesting was not praising as much. And instead of. That was weird for me. That was uh, weird for me. I didn't know how I felt about it. And I do that. I do, you know, oh my gosh, that is such a great picture. (laughs) Every picture. Every picture picture. is great. Even Bennett's like just scribble. Like, oh my gosh, Bennett, best rainbow ever. Um, and, and this article mom saying, voice, right? In that, right, that exactly. Mm-hmm, and, yeah. and this article was saying, no. And, and I was thinking in my head, like, well, what do you do instead? And then it said, no, instead these moms nod or smile. <laughs> and I was like, I can't imagine, like when my kid comes to me, like, look, mom. Yeah, okay. just smile I'll, I'll give, nod, I'll give yeah. you a little nod. Like I'll, I'll nod. Yeah. Like, I guess well, that's, a, it's I interesting. guess that's okay. Just last night, my son came home with a picture from his grandma's house and wanted to show daddy. And every time when he, he brings it to John, John's like, cool, like nice. And I'm sitting there like, you need to say more, like talk about the colors or like give him like more, you know, and like, I'm, and I don't usually say that, but I'm thinking like, is that all he's going to say? Like, that's it. And now reading this article, I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe John's on to something. John is it. But John is like the parent of the year. He's been doing it right all along, Ingrid, and you didn't even know. I had no idea. John. Who knew that John man is knocking out of the John, credit to John him for having good John, kids. Nothing yeah, with John, me. who never has listened to an Anchor Moms podcast recently. Anyway, good on right. you, John. Good on you. Yeah. We can tell say whatever we want about him. him. Will you praise, tell him we praise him in this episode? No. Might not but no, 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 no. We don't John, need to praise him too praise much. You. I'm not giving him <laughs> We just need to give him a little satisfaction. <laughs> a smile on right. John. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move on to the mum's the word. Mum's the word. So I have a uh, kind of a different mums. I was like, should I talk about this lip plumper that I love, or should I talk about should I talk about Abyssal Spot Clean Portable Deep Cleaner? That's the one. (laughs) That one. one. (laughs) So listen, listen. I have. I don't know if you're a new mom. Just take my advice. Don't buy a white glider for your nursery. It's, oh, it's really just like not the best thing. What kind of material like, is it? What's the material? Like cloth, like a oh, linen cloth. Oh, no, Ingrid, come on. <laughs> yeah, when Lisa mom, was- Bella, a, if I ever heard one. I, I'll never forget, it was, it was Christmas and she was still in the liquid poopy stage. And I went upstairs and like, she was sitting on my lap. I had to come upstairs to change her. You know, there were guests downstairs and her liquid poop like seeped through her diaper, through my the crack of my legs, and onto the, and onto the cushion, and there was like a, a orange stain. Anyways, things yeah. like that have happened. I find this thing on the internet, and it's great. It's kind of expensive, 
So if you want to just borrow mine, you're more than welcome to. It's like $160. But what it is, is it's just if people buy it for like animal pee on their carpets or or their furniture or something like that. Um, it's really easy. It's weirdly I'm satisfying. I'm so in on this. What, you, it, what does yeah. it look like? Is it so like it a backpack? Is it a hand? Yeah. So this one is handheld. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, you know, it's not very big. It's maybe like a foot high. Like a and dustbuster kind of? Oh, I love um, dustbusters. No. Is it like a vessel dustbuster? in which you fill with water? On okay. one side, and oh. then it fills back up with the dirty water on the other side. Okay. And, oh. and it basically, like, steam cleans your furniture or your carpets, your area rugs. You can do it on your stairs if you have carpets. If your dog has, like, a poopy accident or whatever, you can just kind of clean it up. Um, so I, I love how you're saying is, poopy accidents, just by the way. For the dog. <laughs> you're so... <laughs> Do I have kids? Your, yes. Of your dog has a poopy axle. I mean, what do you say? Like, like the dog like, like took a big crap in the middle of the house. Well, the dog house. took a well, took a crap. Yeah. For a dog, you, I don't have not, a dog. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. dogs, you clearly, don't say poopy. You're just like yeah. uh, Annie pooped on the floor. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, so just, poop. just poop. Got it. So, anyways, the one thing I wanted to add is this is kind of one of those items that I feel like doesn't really go on sale. You know what I mean? It's like this is how much it costs. I looked on Amazon, mm-hmm. looked on all these places. But I never shop here, but if you, you go to Kohl's, you can get oh. these like 20, 30% off coupons on any item. And I saved like 30% off of this. So I saved a lot of money instead of just going to Amazon and buying it. So anyways, um, it's great. And I've used, I do, oh my gosh, I used it on my couch, you guys. And Amazing. you know, I have one of those like bigger couches. Um, it's gray. So everything kind of blends in. <laughs> oh, the, the other vessel like, that I was saying. Yuck has the dirty water. It was disgusting. I was like, I can't believe we've been sitting on this couch for this many years. I love it. It's weirdly satisfying. You can borrow it. That's it. That's my mom. That sounds great. I love it. I like it. It's good. Bissell. Okay. Okay. So the next article is from Scary Mommy. Um, It's titled, I knew I was done having babies, but I'm still grieving. Uh, this one, you, I, I don't know, maybe I was just emotional when I was preparing for the podcast, but I think I cried in like every article. Basically. Oh yeah. yeah. This one made me sad yeah. too. Yeah. This, this was, this was uh, emotional, but, um, the woman talks about, she's 42. She knew she was done having kids a while ago, but she's going to get her surgery uh, to, to be sterilized. And she broke down and cried and, and was very emotional about it. And said that, you know, she cried because she realized it was the end of an era. And, you know, she, she knew that it was the right decision. She knew it was the right thing to do, but it was still in a really emotional thing for her. And I wanted to read this one quote. Everybody talks about wanting to have children, but nobody ever talks about the day you know it's time to stop having children. And as someone who just switched to the next phase of life, all I can say is, wow, so deeply bittersweet. Yeah. It is yeah, true. I'm, nobody does talk about that. I mean, you're right. she's right. She's right. I'm like already grieving this because I know this is my last baby. I'm already having this. I've already started this morning and grieving process, which is crazy because you guys know I hate being pregnant, but I'm like, this is it. Like all these, this is it. This is the end. This is the end of like that part of my life. And But does it make this pregnancy a little bit easier as well? Like, oh, I'm, I do not feel well. And this is the last time I'll have to do this. Yeah. I guess it does help you get through it. Yeah. You're like, this is it. This is the final step. I also hate how she talks about being sterilized. Yeah. Is there like a medical term that we're missing here? Like, obviously, as you guys know, we are not doctors. But I was like, I was kind of, that's what I assumed. Google this. Like what, what medical procedure? I don't think anybody's like, hi, I'd like to make an appointment to get sterilized. Like what's the, like, 
Well, I almost, it's funny when I was saying it, I almost, you know, as news people were trained to like use like the language that everybody uses and not like the, yeah, right, right. And I was like, oh, well, why don't I just say she was getting her tubes tied? And then I was like, well, I don't know. Is there another way? Like, is there something else you do? Like, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't Um, know why she, and it even sounds worse. Like being sterilized sounds much more negative than I feel like some other terms. But I mean, case in point, maybe that's how she, I don't know. That's how she's like viewing it, which is why it's so difficult. Well, you know, I think that also a a takeaway from this article too is like to remember with your friends, with family members, with yourself that this is a thing, right? Like we, uh, it's again one of those things women don't talk a lot about. Probably, you know, it's just now starting to uh, be more prevalent in media and social media to talk about like miscarriages, for example, but. I don't see stuff talking about women getting their tubes tied or getting sterilized very often at all. And I think this is a huge emotional, physical change in a woman's life that we need to stop and pause and recognize. Yeah. I think, well, and you're right. Nobody's posting this on social media. No one's posting like, oh guys, like, Hey, I didn't want to say this, but I'm getting my tubes tied tomorrow. Like that's not a thing on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I don't think it is. Is it? No, maybe I've never seen it. And the other thing I was thinking when I was reading this was, you know, I remember, and I feel like Katie, you kind of went through this a little bit too, um, being very emotional when I was deciding to have my first kid. And like that, that emotional toll of like, okay, this is a different phase of life. Like I'm saying goodbye to my, um, focused on me and my husband and my career part of life. And I'm like entering in this new chapter. And I remember being really emotional about that. And I think it's kind of the same thing, right? Now you're leaving this chapter of having baby time and, you know, moving on to the next chapter of older kids and, and that whole thing. So, yeah, yeah, I think it makes sense that it's emotional, but I think you're right. I think it's just not something that's talked about enough. Well, and also, like, it's just kind of funny. Like, we're starting to get older, guys. And so this is, like, starting what? to be what? a topic of conversation. I mean, it's true, right? Like, uh, 10 years ago, our friends were talking about having babies. And now, Ingrid, you're pregnant with your third kid. And you're like, yeah, like, this is, like, this is it, you know? Like, we're starting to be of that age where people are like, yeah, okay. So, like, we have our family and we're set and ready to go, you know? So this is, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I feel like this is, like, a new normal that's going to be happening for us here. It just right? seems so scary to do something so permanent. I don't know. You never mm. know what can happen. I, I mean, I guess at some point it's, like, unsafe to have kids when you're that old. But, um, like, it's, it's irreversible, is you it know? irreversible? I mean, I, I think know. so. I think for men, it's not. I think for men, oh, we yeah. We probably have done no research on We really don't. We really know what we're talking about. about. Yeah. In other news. This one is from Good Morning America. Um, also we, cried. We, we work for an ABC affiliate, so go GMA. Um, so, yeah, the, of, of course you cried during this article. Gosh, you, you picked some good ones this week, Katie. So um, this, this woman writes this obituary for her husband who passed away. He um, was 43 years old. He battled cancer for two years, um, mm-hmm. and he lost his battle. They have three kids, um, and, I mean, just, you know, just hearing that, I'm sure all of you are thinking, oh, my gosh, like, this is the saddest thing in the world. But the, the turn it takes during this obituary is why this has gone viral. So it's, 
kind of funny and, and it makes you smile. And I love it because it makes you think about how wonderful this person was and these, these funny quirks that they may have had instead of kind of dwelling on the fact that they passed away of a horrible crippling disease. Um, she talks about his love for his quote, smoking hot wife, <laughs> his, his brilliant kids and family and any old Chevy that he saw going down the road. Um, she also says in the obituary, the cause of death was either leukemia or being dead sexy. <laughs> so it was just kind of a fun um, thing that went around social media. Fun is, I guess, maybe not the right word, but it, it was a lighthearted way to look at death, to be completely honest, and to grieve something that all of us, I'm sure, could never imagine happening to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. to, after the, you know, usually you read the obituary and then it says, you know, services, you know, graveside service, whatever the details are of the, of the, um, the memorial. And this one said, following the service, family requests jamming out to Ozzy Osbourne and raising a cold beer. Like they just wanted it all to be, and it said in the article, they had kind of a dance party. They just wanted it to be a fun, like, let's remember how great this guy was rather than, of course, thinking about the, the terrible emotions of losing this person. But yeah, I mean, kudos to that mom, that wife to, for being able to write this and, and, and do this. I don't know that I would have the ability to p- put it out there in that way. Um, but I think it's great. And it's a great I, legacy for her kids too, because obviously like, you know, this like sort of lives in the universe verse for forever obits nowadays so um it's great that her kids are going to be able to read it someday as well win of the week do you have you ever had your husband (laughs) hang curtains for you um no my husband doesn't want to hang anything on the walls i remember you saying that karen yeah Yeah, it's not as um my win is that, you know, I don't know if I've talked about this. We're, we're redoing our master bedroom. This was my, like my grand idea in February. Like I'm sick of our master bedroom. We're like painting it, new curtains, new furniture. Um, but last weekend was like curtain hanging day. And um, I am happy to report that I am still married, although it was definitely touch, touch and go for a couple of hours um, on Saturday morning. Why was it Guys, so hard? Why is it... Like, Ingrid, I ask you the same exact question. You have to get, you have to decide where you want the curtains hung. You have to decide how far out from the window you want them. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. use a level. I mean, does John not hang your curtains? Like, how, are you really asking me this question? Um, I hung the last ones that we got. What? Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Well done. Actually, I've, yeah, I've hung a lot of them. Actually. Um, this is why we've lived in our new house for, I don't know, six, eight months, and there is nothing, I repeat, nothing on the walls in our house. Nothing? No pictures, no paintings, nothing. Because this is like the one job that Gregory hates to do. He's so helpful, but he won't do Which it. Which is funny and he's so good at everything. Yeah, he's, he's so, like he's so handy. Yeah, he's so handy. It's funny, Katie. I think there is something wired in men's minds. Like this, they just can't hang things on walls. It's like a weird thing. I don't know well, what it is. I will just tell you, like, all weekend, Brian used it as his excuse to, like, of course I should go on an hours-long mountain bike ride on Sunday. Because I, I hung should. the curtain. Why? 
because I hung your curtains, which I'm like, I, I'm sorry, you sleep in this room too, and you use these curtains. Um, but nonetheless, like, <laughs> you use like, these curtains. What is he doing? Like a sound and music move where he's like dancing in them and like I wrapping mean, them around in the I, I'm pretty sure that Brian too needs curtains on his windows. Okay. So right, right. they're not just my curtains. They're, well, they're our curtains, Ingrid, yeah. our curtains collectively. Um, so the hardest part is, is like, I'm not, I didn't, I mean, he knows this a little bit. I don't know if I even like them, to be totally honest. I've been like having, I've been having a debate about whether or not I should I need to see them. them. You didn't tell me you got some. We've been I doing know, a lot I of curtains. very kind of mediocre about it. But the good thing is, is like the, the hanging the rods is the hard part. So right. if I switch, you can always the curtains, switch them out. It's not a huge deal. Well, just get the think. same length. Yes. Yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah 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 the same length um so anyway yeah I got we got curtains guys we got curtains hey if this isn't like a middle-aged suburban victory I don't know what is Ugh. The congratulations glad you congratulations. Sur- I'm glad your marriage survived really I'm, I'm really I saw glad. you guys on Saturday and I was like I don't think I told you Ingrid but Karen's like how are you guys I was like we hung curtains like we're, 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 barely, that day. we're barely married we're barely married yes but. we hung curtains and we are here in solidarity so it's a miracle yeah. well you guys seem to have like a happy couple you really oh, put that on was a big. show i mean put on a yeah show. that, like, was, that was just all that was like acting Ingrid. that was totally yeah, yeah good acting that's good yeah. but you know you had masks on so it's hard to really read right you couldn't really read my expression <laughs> our expressions right when they were saying i hate you to each other yeah. you couldn't see it through the mask no right. That, that was the sign language that you were doing. I wasn't yeah. picking up on it. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, I hope everyone has a great week. <laughs> yes, well, we do. Um, leave, us, leave us a review. And what else do we try to tell people? Um, visit us on Instagram and Facebook, right? Yeah. yeah. Those would be good okay. things. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening.